Hey there, friends. Welcome back to Chasing Kids, Goals, and White Lines podcast. Today, I have Tabitha Sampson with me. She's a wife, mom, mindset coach, and amazing author of Anxiety, I'm Not Your Bitch. I cannot wait for you guys to hear her episode. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. What's going on? Not a lot. This week's flying by. I cannot believe it's Friday. And it's like so stinking cold. Like, why? Right? I'm annoyed. You have to love Illinois weather. Oh, I know. I just, it's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you so much for meeting with me. I appreciate it. I did. No, no problem. Um, so, I think one of the things that I love the most is being able to follow you on your journey through everything. It was awesome seeing you go through everything, and then you're so honest about sharing it, like the lows, the highs, um, and then whatever problem you're facing, how to solve it. So I just wanted to say thank you for that, because so many people I know myself appreciate that. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you for saying that. It's just, I feel like for me, I guess it, it was just like therapy, like to share it, because I have shared my journey for so long with my fitness journey and different things. And so it was like, it became this way of like, when I realized that people really felt the same way, but they were scared to share it or they didn't know how to share it or they, they felt like it was taboo or whatever. Talk, talk about it. Um, it just, it just started like, and now I just feel like I just love to share things that I know a lot of people aren't willing to share. Cause I just want to help someone to not feel so weird. <laughs> Right. You know, I love that. Well, you're definitely doing it. And on behalf of everyone, thank you. <laughs> thank you. You want to go ahead and tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So, um, my name is Tabitha Sampson. I, um, am a mom of two. I'm a wife. Uh, I work from home. So I kind of like retired dental hygienist. Um, kind of weird to say, but I did that for 14 years and, um, I feel like things serve us for a really long time until they just don't anymore. And then I found that I could actually work from home. And so, um, I do some work with a non-toxic skincare and, uh, a makeup company. And I recently, of course, just wrote my book. Um, and then I do mindset coaching as well. So, um, kind of dabble in some, some things all from home, but, um, it's been just a blessing to, to be home. Um, and we live in the country, we have 80 acres. So we just have chickens and dogs and we'll probably grow our farm a little bit more. So I, I might get a horse too. So I might need your help because you're, you, you know, that's your expertise. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so I've read so many books, but I think yours is the most relatable one I have ever read on anxiety. For sure, hands down. Um, cool. Can I read the part? Is that okay? Yes. Okay. So cool. Sure. So it was like on page eight. I, I loved it when I started it, but page eight was just like, oh my gosh. Um, so you put, no matter what I accomplished, my to-do list always done. I was never enough. It kicked my ass every day. But I'm a workhorse, so I didn't stop. Why? Stopping seemed weak. I didn't allow myself to rest because rest didn't get things done. And that was just like eye-opening for me because I always thought that I was the only one who felt that way because I feel like um like stereotypically anxiety is like I'm in the corner I can't do anything but the way I am like I have to 
keep moving through the motions and check off my to-do list. So that was just amazing to be able to read that. I've never seen that in a book before. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that. I, you know, I think that's, that's for me, the biggest struggle. It was the biggest struggle to break up with my to-do list. And I see it with so many women that just let it consume them and let it just like pretty much sabotage. And that's what I did. I let it, I would let it sabotage my day. And since I'm a workhorse and I like love to work, I, I find, I take pride in, in working. I think a lot of us do like, we like to start a task and we finish it and it feels good. Right. Like that's why I think I love to paint is because like, I, I'm talking like paint, like my walls, like I would never hire someone to paint not never, but I typically paint because I'm like, that's something I can do. And you just have this like good feeling when you paint and you're done, right? It's like when you clean or whatever. And, but when it becomes so daunting, because we do it so often, you know, we don't paint our walls very often. We, we do clean and we do grocery shop and we do pay bills and all the things. And it becomes just so consuming. And then we become these perfectionists and we somehow along the way have, have developed this idea that um, we need to have all the things done. And when done is finally, finally happens, which is never, I didn't know, but when done never happens, we're still feeling um, like we're slacking, you know, cause we just never fulfill this like idea in our head of what it looks like. And so I think one of the biggest shifts I've made, and I say this a lot of times to my clients, I'm like, if you could see my house right now, <laughs> like if you could see house right now you would be like wow because I don't I, I, and it's not that it's like filthy or anything but it's just like I don't thrive on it being perfect anymore because I realized it wasn't serving me me making this something it, it just doesn't it just wasn't serving my mental health anymore that's awesome it's so true I feel like you guys kind of balance where you're at whenever you're dealing with everything and just go with the flow sometimes like not everything's going to be perfect and not you're not going to have that check mark on your to-do list but just keep going with the motions <laughs> totally and do what you can I think just prioritizing something that's really helped me because I get overwhelmed it's like probably the number one thing for me is I get overwhelmed and I shut down and I find that I can't even sometimes do a simple task because my brain is just like done and I can't possibly fit one more thing in. And so I just don't do anything. Um, and so what I do is I try to just like do like three things. It's like, why do I think I have to do it all? I don't like nobody does, but, but so let's just lower this bar of this expectation. That's awesome. I also loved reading, um, like when you were praying to God, like, just help me get through this and I will help other people. Um, I just thought that was amazing just being able to read that because you are doing that. Like you are living that now. So that was just really neat to see that in your book. Well, thank you. I, I do. I feel that. Um, I think we underestimate sometimes too. Um, you know, for a long time, I, I didn't really feel like it's really, it's really came full circle. It's like, you know, now that I have sort of, you know, I've posted on social media for so long. And so a lot of people know my story and have, I've been able to use that as an outlet of like help for people. But now that I have a book, it's almost just like this, um, new piece of something that I could like condense a lot of things that I've went through and dealt with, but also have been able to turn around and be able to give that is, is a really cool thing. Um, so it feels really good right now. I think 
but a lot of people I know that maybe feel like they aren't, some people discount what I'm trying to say is some people discount the help that they offer others. And I think I did that for, to myself for a while. It was like, I was like, you know, I didn't, I didn't see it. I, you can't visibly see how much you're helping others sometimes if you don't have, um, like that material, like the book, you know, where this has just been so surreal because people will tell you like, Oh my gosh, I love your posts. I see your stuff. But then to actually be able to, to start really coaching women and giving them this book, it's just been a whole nother level of, of, um, kind of being able to help them if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, I also love how you like go over journaling and then at the end of each chapter you have like prompts. So that kind of helps you because I feel like journaling is something I struggle with because like I need someone to like help me get in that direction. So just the fact that you had them after each chapter was huge. So I feel like yeah. putting it out on the paper, it's it means more and like you can get to where you need to go and heal faster. So that was great to see. Yeah, journaling is such a powerful thing. And um, I think it feels weird for a lot of people when you start it because it does. It's like you don't have the direction and you kind of think like, I don't know, like what do I, I'm writing this stuff about myself. Like I already know this stuff about myself. So why am I really writing it out? Like it feels, it feels weird because we're not used to it. But when we actually, I love to give even like my clients on our calls, I will give them journaling prompts. We always leave the call kind of based on our topics because it just gives them direction and kind of insight on a place to go. And what happens is they just uncover things that they really didn't even realize they needed to uncover or um, they didn't know the direction that maybe even that prompt was going to go in. And then it just sort of opens up a whole new layer of, of things for people. Definitely, it's huge what it can do. Um, can you share what sparked your interest to start writing a book? Um, so actually kind of what you already said about um, helping others. I, you know, I had the title. It's weird, but I had the title. I was writing a post one day and I was like, wrote, um, I wrote um, something like, like I was just writing along like I always do. And I like to write. I, I find again, like therapeutic, just writing. Not that I feel like I, not that I felt like I was like, oh, I'm such a good writer. I should write a book. But I felt like it came naturally to me because I wrote all the time with my posts. And so um, I remember writing and it was like, like I kind of ended the post or I started the post. I forget with like anxiety. I'm not your bitch. I was like, going to be the cup. That's going to be the title of my book. Like I'm going to write a book someday and that's going to be the title. But I had no direction or um, idea on what, how that was going to come together. And so, um, but, but part of the reason is just like, like you had said about just kind of like I, I had prayed, you know, if I could just get through this, I'll help others. And that was just one way when I kind of built up some confidence and things sort of aligned with, with writing it and how it all kind of came about. Um, I realized that, you know, it was, it was the time to write the book, even though I said I was going to write it, but you, you say things and you're like, am I really going to write, am I really going to write a book? Like, is that actually, like, I want to write it. And I guess I could, if I really put the work in, but is it really going to, you know, happen? But, um, but things just have a way of really aligning. And, uh, I, I doubted that for a long time. I think I doubted that for, for years and, and they really do. And then it just landed in my lap, this opportunity to write this book. So it was kind of cool. I'm so glad it did. And whenever you search you on Amazon for the book, you're like the second book up there for anxiety. So that you should definitely be proud of that. That's awesome. Yes, I'm so excited for that. I, I wanted to write, I've shared this a little bit before, but I wanted to write a book that 
just wasn't, you know, so science-based, not that there's anything wrong with science. I just, a lot of the books that I, I kept reaching for books when I was sick. Like I would just tell me what book that would help me and I'll buy it. I don't care. Like, tell me what supplement to take. I'll buy it. So I have all these books of, um, of, of, of stuff that was, was helpful at times, but I found that it was hard to find a story. I was constantly reaching for people that would tell me like, I've been where you are and I know how you feel. I was reaching for like the hope from them that would get me to the next day. And, you know, I just wanted a story. Like I wanted a story of like, how did they overcome it? And you know, what happened and how did they feel and all the things. And I never found that. And so, um, I just wanted a real raw book that was vulnerable that would give people the hope of like the, the grit of, um, kind of the, the meat of what, you know, you go through. And then, then of course the tangible things that, that you can do to move through it. Right. And it's so relatable. That's what I love too. It's so real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love to be real. Cause I just feel like, I don't know. I'm just like, you know, why are we hiding? Why are we trying to hide who we are? You know, that's yeah. where I, like, let's just be who we, who we are, you know? Agreed. With dealing with anxiety, was it hard for you to find the courage to write your book and start with mindset coaching? Um, no, not really. Um, it really wasn't. That part wasn't, um, because again, I had, I had shared about the topic for so long. It was like, had become such a passion. Um, I will say that I, you know, did doubt myself a little bit when I started coaching women because it's, it's like you, it's like a business. Like if you build a business or you, um, you know, you, you figure something out, right now you've got to, if you have to turn around and reverse engineer what you just did and teach it, it's different. So it's hard to, you know, so, so then it was like, I would start coaching people and I would think, gosh, like, am I really going to be able to help this person or, or is it going to get to where I can only get them to a certain point? And then what if I can't move them, you know, any farther? And so, some limiting beliefs, of course, because that's sometimes what, what we do before we dig into something and we learn, you know, that we actually can. So it's been really a cool learning experience for myself because I find just so many breakthroughs with clients. And then, um, it, it instills, you know, the confidence in myself, like anything else, as we, as we learn more and grow, um, we become better. And, and then we just feel a little bit more, more solid in kind of what we're doing. That's awesome. I have some more. Can I read? Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a total nerd, so I have all these bookmarks. <laughs> Let's see. Um, so I love whenever you went over expectations. Um, you said on the one hand, expectations are a good thing. They motivate us and help guide us towards something we want to need to do. When expectations align with our plans and purpose, they're helpful. We feel happy, fulfilled, and in emotional balance. On the other hand, expectations can be trouble lurking in disguise. There's an old saying, expectations are premeditated resentments. Expectations set us up for things that might not happen, and they involve other people. Expectations also, often sorry, <laughs> involve a sort of social contract between people, whether it's partners, parents, children, friends, or even society. Everyone expects everyone else to act in a certain way. Society as a whole expects you, the individual, to act a certain way. I just loved reading that because I feel like 
sometimes I struggle with my own expectations because I feel like I'm trying to give everyone everything that I have, but I need to be real with what are true expectations. And then I also get upset whenever I don't, I feel like people don't do what I do to help them. So just reading that just made me feel better. <laughs> expectations are really, um, really hard for people. I think I really think it's it's a lot of the it's a lot of what stems from resentment from um, just kind of like allowing that you know it's a lot of with relationships it's a lot of like but I did this for you but you didn't do this for me and like this this like you scratch my back I I don't know it just has become such a so not only with ourselves and and creating I did for myself for years and kind of like with the to-do list and the clean house and having everything all together and, and thinking that that was what happiness really was. Um, you know, now I just go into things anymore. It's, it's weird, but I just kind of have like, I, I just release expectations because they really don't serve me. I know like, you know, your heart and you know, you want to do good. Um, and most of us do. And so when we just can go in with, with doing the best we can, but letting expectations fall, I find that things just like flow more and things just trickle in. And then I didn't, I didn't have this expectation of somebody else because they don't even know what we have. Like they don't know the expectation we have for them. How can they measure up? How could anyone measure up to an expectation that, that they don't know? But I do think as a child, we, we think that they're good and we grow up thinking that like we should have them because people have them for us. And so trickles in and it, it is a good thing because of course it's like you know we're expected to brush our teeth we're expected to take a shower like there's things that we we learn and there's certain expectations but then they sort of get out of hand as we get older that's so true I think the best advice I've ever gotten is just lower your expectations because it's so true because life happens you can't help that you can't help a million people just do the best that you can and prioritize it and whatever happens, happens. It's the best that you can do at that time. I agree. Um, is there anything you can share about work-life balance? I feel like as moms, a lot of us struggle with that. So anything that you could share to help other people out, we would greatly appreciate that. Yeah, um, definitely. Probably the one of the biggest, another big struggle of mine um, was just trying to balance it all until I just, again, realized that I didn't have to, that that wasn't ever like, the real that I didn't need, you know, I think it's like we have social media and it's, it's great for so many things, but we have this to compare ourselves to. And we've got like these just people go to the top of like birthday parties and, and there's just all these things that we start to wonder, like if we're not enough because we're not doing all those things. And so I started kind of just like allowing myself to just do whatever I could do and letting the rest go. And it's, and I can, you know, you know how many times you've heard, like, you know, your dishes will be there tomorrow <laughs> or like the house, you know, like my grandma and everybody in, in says that, um, that really never helped me in, in change my mindset. I think I finally just had to realize that I'm one person and I can't do it all. And, and there's no one's expecting me to do it at all. And if I'm expecting that of myself, then I know that I'm not serving myself. And I think when you start really valuing and honoring yourself more and, and loving yourself more, 
and being more patient with yourself because that's something that I never had was like patience with myself. I never looked at myself like with outpouring love of just like, okay, you're like Tabitha, you're, you're a mom and you're working and you're trying to do all these things and like, you're doing a really good job, but like, you know, of course you're tired. Of course, like we don't, we don't talk to ourselves like that. We're just like, <laughs> keep doing things and, you know, keep going and suck it up and all the, all the things that I told myself in the past. And so what I kind of found was if I just would value myself a little bit more and kind of honor myself and where I am. And if I feel like I need to nap today, because I'm just not quite feeling myself then I do, or if I feel like I need to let the dishes go, cause my kids, I want to be present with them because I wasn't being present for so long. And when we focus on our to-do list and the balance and having it all balanced, it removes us from the present and we actually can't be, can't be our best because we're so focused on all the things that aren't, we're not getting done. That's so true. Can you share a little bit about your mindset coaching business and how um, all of that starts? I'd love to hear about that. Yeah. So I actually, um, had created this December of 2020. Yes. 2020, I believe. And, um, I had decided, you know, I had coached women for years with fitness. So I was like in mindset because it, it really flows. And of course, mindset was, was my jam. And so I would coach women in that aspect. And I thought, you know, what if I could really start to coach women and help them really shift and move in a way that, um, wasn't just like fitness wise. Cause I had done that for so long and, and I appreciate that, but I felt like I just had a deeper, um, kind of pull to do something a little bit different. And so, so I, I kind of dabbled in it a little bit. I, I ran some four week courses. I charged a very, very small amount, um, just to kind of get my feet wet, seeing like how I could, if I could help and if, if it really worked and kind of get some feedback. Um, and then it sort of developed into more of a, a little bit longer course. But what I decided was I feel like women thrive. I know I personally thrive on one-on-one -on -one coaching. Like I thrive on like a personal connection where um, we can dig in together and where we can uncover things. I'm such a big believer on like the past and we are the way we are because of what we've been through in our experiences. And so if we, if we can uncover pieces of that, we can actually find out what's really holding us back. And so, um, so I decided recently, actually, I kind of revamped my, um, my 90 day program and, um, it's 90 days and it's, I do a 45 minute call each week. So it's 12, essentially 12, um, one-on-one -on -one coaching calls with my clients. And we just kind of, um, everybody's different, but we're really more alike than we are different is what's interesting. You know, we all really struggle with a lot of the balance and a lot of the, um, self negative talk and a lot of the not feeling enough and, and feeling hurt by expect, un, you know, expectations. And, um, so we just dig in together and, um, I give them journaling prompts, like I said, after each call and we kind of just shift and move them to a state of more just like where they can find value and they actually see it's one thing to actually like say, like, I want to shift or I want to feel different or I want to start to love myself more. or I want to do all these things, but it's different when you actually feel those things towards yourself. Um, there's a difference. So I really just work on shifting them to, to where they value themselves. And they, because what happens is when we value ourselves more, we, we don't focus on a lot of the other no, noise that was going on that kept us kind of stuck before. And of course, anxiety, I help women with, 
with that, some, some women really are, are having crippling anxiety and a lot of them aren't. A lot of them are just more stuck and, you know, they're trying to find their purpose in life and mom life takes over and then we don't sometimes know who we are. So we're trying to figure, figure that out. That's awesome. That's be super fulfilling on your side too, because just helping them along the way and helping other people win, I feel like it's just the best feeling hands down that you can ever experience. It really is. It's, it's so cool to just see, you know, when you're talking with someone and, and you're giving them some, some tools and, and you just kind of see the like aha moment and you kind of just like can feel, you can feel their struggle, um, but you can also feel their win and the new space that they're, you know, that they're moving towards. It's just, it really is awesome. And I always tell them, I'm like, you know, what's interesting about, about you right now is like your situation hasn't changed. Like I didn't change your situation. I didn't change anything. I can't change your situation, but I can change how you, we, I can help you change how you look at it. And that's the only difference is the perspective. And so, um, it's just really cool to, to see that transformation. I love that. And where can everyone find your new book at? So it's on Amazon. Um, it's actually available on um, ebook, so Kindle version, and then it's available in paperback. It, fingers crossed, will be audible like in a week or so um, and actually available. So I'm excited about that. I know a lot of people that are just audible fans. I like to hold a book in my hand, but um, but either way, so if you can find it on Amazon, super easy. If you just search my name, Tabitha Sampson, or the title, Anxiety, I'm Not Your Bitch. Um, and then if anyone wants to like check out my coaching, you can go to tabithasampson.com and it will give you kind of a brief overview of, of what I can help you with. Awesome. Thank you. I'll definitely have to get the audio version too, because I don't know what, what the deal is, but like I can read a book and have takeaways and then I can listen to it while I'm working and have even more takeaways. Like how did I miss that when I was reading it? But so I'll definitely have to get that version too. Awesome. Awesome. Are you reading it? Um, the no, sorry actually, for the audio. Are you are you the one? No, I I'm actually not. Um, I I'm I wanted to do it. Um, it's a whole thing though. It's a whole thing that would have like I would have had to find a studio. Um, I would have probably had to go to St. Louis. Like it was a lot of different. Um, it would have been a pretty big time investment. So I chose to, for time purposes, I chose to have um another. A, a very good she does she does a great job so I'm excited I haven't heard it yet though so I'm like I'm excited to to actually hear it because it's weird when you wrote a book and you're hearing your book and you're or you're reading your book it's it's weird <laughs> I'm so excited I'm so proud of you well thank you so much I appreciate you so much I appreciate the support and just, just having me on here and just letting me share and help, helping me share my voice so thank you so much because I'm just that's my prayer is just that you know, people will share this book with people that even don't, a lot of people don't feel they have anxiety necessarily, which I think we all do have different forms of it. It just comes out in different ways for different people. Um, and, and of course, some people struggle more than others, but a lot of spouses, a lot of people's spouses deal with it or their kids and people don't always know how to help someone, you know, with it. And so I found that a lot of people have gifted this book to their kid or to their, you know, to just a friend that they're just trying to help understand it or they buy it for themselves you know to to of course understand it more definitely well thank you so much for coming on i appreciate everything i enjoyed talking with you i feel like we should talk weekly <laughs> you should <laughs> thank you so much Kristen.
Thanks. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye.